Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean. I'm here along with Les Bowen, Paul Domowich, Philadelphia Inquirer, Daily News, Inquirer.com, yes, of course. Is. And uh, guys, we finally have a game upon us. Thank God. <laughs> First preseason game is this Thursday against the, I don't even know who it's against. Who's it against? Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Maybe the, I don't know. No, it's Tennessee Titans. 7.30. You told me now I don't have to get on that plane for Jackson. 7.30 at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, It is nice to finally see them play some some real life football. And unfortunately, we don't know who's going to be a quarterback. Doug Peterson said that he has yet to make a decision about whether Carson Wentz is going to play in that preseason game. Previously, the starting quarterback has played about a series. Mm-hmm. My guess is that he will play a series. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot made about how teams aren't uh, requiring their starters to play as much in the preseason. I guess with Carson coming off the back injury, maybe you want to kind of wrap him in bubble wrap for one week. Both of you, and I'm realizing now, you guys both have matching color shirts today. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of an orange. I, I called him this morning and uh, asked him what he was wearing. Cantaloupe looking. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we're proud of it. You're specifically kind of writing about this topic, about the importance of the preseason. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on whether Carson should not or play? Yeah, I would run him out there for a series. For one thing, it's a home game, and you got a lot of fans who've paid money for this. You know, they ought to see something. Uh, I don't think it's irresponsible to have him play a series. Uh, and I think he needs to play a little bit in the preseason. But uh, I don't know if Doug's going to play him at all. I really I, – I wasn't sure what to take from that press conference today. It doesn't help. We were talking about this earlier. It doesn't help at all that we used to get to coach the day before yeah. the, the first preseason game. And he would run down, you know, this quarterback will play this much, this quarterback will play about this much, this quarterback will play about this much. We don't get any of that doing this on Tuesday. It's, oh, we haven't had our meeting yet. We don't know. So – it's really hard to, to parse this, but I, I, I kind of think Doug more and more is in this mode of let's wrap everybody up and bubble wrap, like you said, and, and just get to the start of the regular season. Right. I think what people understand, too, is like, I, I honestly, I really don't care if Carson plays or not. <laughs> but we have an obligation to our readers and to fans out there to kind of get this information. So I think you're kind of. You're, you're kind of hurting uh, the people who are deciding whether or not they want to go down. Well, I or love not. this because, I mean, Doug today is, is basically saying this is another example of using analytics, he, that they're studying other teams, uh, what they do, you know, how many snaps, when a player gets injured. I'm sure they've taken into account that it was I, – I, I saw it was 39 snaps in, in, in Carson's first game against Tampa Bay as a rookie uh, when he uh, suffered the hairline fracture, but – you know, I you're, you know I agree. He's got. I think you you put him out there for a series, um, and then get him out. Yeah, it would be weird if they played the first team offense without him, without yeah. Carson. Like yeah, I think yeah. you kind of want to start developing that sort of chemistry. Now yeah. maybe you you sit the whole entire offense because again, does Kelsey or Jason Peters or Lane Johnson or Alshon Jeffrey or Deshaun Jackson? Do they really need yeah. to go out there and play? Probably not. Two preseason games would be enough. But, I mean, it's one series. I mean, they've played live. Mm. They've had live tackling in uh, practices here at, at, Nova, at the NovaCare Complex. Now, of course, no one can hit the quarterback, and you're right. most concerned mm-hmm. about Carson. But you know, I, I, I can't see how it hurts them. Um, what we will see, certainly, is Nate Sudfeld. And yes. we're going to see probably a lot of him this preseason. He needs to get as much playing time as he possibly can. Damo, you've been kind of a little bit criti- more critical of him than, than lesser I. 
what do you what do you what do you think he's going to do here in the preseason? What does he have to yeah. do actually to get ready? Well, I mean, you look at his previous preseasons. He's had he's run hot and cold. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he needs to be a little. He needs to show some more accuracy in this preseason. Uh, you know, gain some confidence that in case something happens to Carson, that he can step in there and feel like he can get the job done. I mean, the worst thing you can do with a quarterback. Not so much is what other people feel about him, but what he feels about himself. And mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, I think this is an important preseason for him. He needs to to go into the season feeling, hey, if something happens to Carson, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I'll be writing about Nate, so check that out on theinquirer.com the next the next few days. Uh, Less we talk briefly about your story, but who are some of the guys that you're going to spotlight in the story that you feel like? The, the preseason is going to be important from beyond Nate Sudfeld, of course. Yeah, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside has family coming up from South Carolina, and it's a pretty big deal. You know, it's his first – for veterans, it's just try to live through this. But for, for rookies, this will be the first time they've actually worn the uniform with, against a team, you know, in a different color, and uh, <clears throat> he'll remember this. You know, I mean, it's, it's meaningless, but it's not meaningless to someone like him. And obviously he can make an impression, too, in addition to it being a milestone – uh, he's had an okay camp. He hasn't done anything extraordinary. He looked really maybe better in the spring. Um, and this will be, you know, a chance to kind of get himself back into the, the narrative here of whether he should get uh, real playing time in the wide receiving core. Uh, other guys, I talked to Corey Clement, who just started uh, full practice this week. He's not sure if he'll play or not. He wants to play. And I think that's a good mindset for him because I think Corey needs to – to show some stuff in the preseason, uh, to really solidify his role in this offense. Um, I don't think that's overstating uh, the situation at all, given the changes they've made. And even some veteran guys like Brandon Graham didn't play in the preseason last year, and he kind of felt that that got him off to a slow start. It was, it was unavoidable because he was coming off an injury. He needed the healing time, but he would rather play some and, and get uh, not a lot, but get some, get some reps and – and get that rhythm and, and better evaluate his conditioning, he said, which may, maybe he thinks he wasn't in great condition last year for the opener. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a game that means different things to different people, and some of them it means absolutely nothing to, but the, quite a few of them it means a lot. Yeah, and you mentioned, obviously, J.J. Arcega. Whiteside is one of the rookies. Um, certainly a lot of eyeballs will be on Andre Dillard and Miles Sanders, yeah. but uh, Damo, you're going to write about uh, Sharif Miller, who's obviously a little further down uh, among the group of rookies. But all of a sudden, maybe he's, he's a little, back little more, yeah. but he's also a little more in the, uh, uh, under the spotlight because of the injury to Joe Osman. We found out today that he's been placed on IR. Uh, he tore his ACL, and he was having a nice camp. With Sharif, when you watch him, he looks like a guy that's just perfectly um, – set to be on IR for his rookie year. It's really hard for defensive ends to come in. Uh, yeah, the strength is. thing is, yeah, is he a really big needs factor. To, it just doesn't get, happen a lot for some reason. He's getting pushed around yeah. a little bit. What do you, you think is going to happen with him? And, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to see him getting a uh, – you know, right now with Os- – I mean, they, they – I mean, Osman was playing himself into a possible fourth edge rusher role. Uh, and with him gone, it you know, if – it, it's Josh Sweat. It's it's Sharif. It's the new guy they signed today, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, even though I wrote it earlier. Um, uh, it's not an easy name. To yeah, I had never heard of the guy. Uh, yeah. But you know, Sharif just doesn't seem quite 
there yet. I mean, like you said, the strength is 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 a key for these guys when they, uh, for you know, for defensive linemen when they make the move from uh, defensive end to uh, uh, from college to the pros. And you know, watching today, Malata just put him on his butt one time. He got just pushed by uh, the uh, line on another play. So, uh, yeah, he he would be better off spending the year on IR where he could just concentrate on getting stronger, uh, working on his technique and, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause we don't know about Josh sweat yet. You know I mean? He's gotten bigger, stronger, uh, but he's got to go out there during the preseason and prove it. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he's another guy that I think will be interesting to watch on Thursday. Um, there were times last season when I almost wrote him off and that's hard to do with a, with a rookie, but he just didn't seem to be, you know, in, in the in the mix at all, he just wasn't pushing anybody for anything. Uh, but he is, he has, he does look different. He does, and, yeah. Uh, he, I'd, talking to him, you know, I think he, he he wants it. He's not just coasting. So I'll be real interested to see what he does. Yeah, because he's right now he's going to be that fourth guy. And, yep. I, you know, I don't particularly <laughs> love Vinnie Curry. Um, I think he's fine as yeah. a third guy. Uh, as a starter, you'd be, you'd be concerned. But, I mean, who's that fire? solid, but he does not get you the edge rush. He had that one year with all the sacks, but he does not give you edge rush, productive edge rush consistently. He's excellent against the run when he doesn't get out of his gap, but he's, uh, you know, he's – He's not that he's fireball kind of off the bench. D.E. Yeah. in a lot of no, ways. No, I mean, Chris Long was that fireball. That right. He injected a lot. He's like – Chris was like an edge rusher. You know, I don't right. know. Say what you want about him as a run defender, but, like, he was an edge rusher off the bench who brought you some, some firepower. I wonder right now if, if, if they have any second thoughts about their decision to, A, trade Bennett, B, let Long go without, uh, you know, without uh, trying to really coax him. Uh, you know, they obviously had their reasons for, for not wanting Bennett around. Uh, but right now, it, you know, I don't think they want to go with just three defensive ends this year. Yeah. That, that's, you know, you're going to get to the playoffs and you're going to have some tired people. So I don't think the defensive end unit is, is as good as last year's or no, the year before. Right. And no, he right. obviously had the Derek Barnett injury. And you're asking a lot from him. And, and we I, still haven't seen Derek yeah, Barnett, exactly. by the way. No, I, I, right. I stopped by his locker stall today. And he says he's close to being out there, but uh, you know uh, we're quite a ways down the road from that shoulder surgery. I'd kind of like to see him uh, do something, but right. uh, you know because there's a huge, there's a lot hanging on that guy. I mean, the, yeah. he has to have a very good season for this to work. Mm-hmm. And they're well, what they're hoping partially is that the the inside guys will create yeah. more one on one matchups right. for the outside guys, but. Fletcher Cox hasn't been practicing either. Nope. So, or at least he's limited, but he hasn't been doing Everybody's anything significant. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's coming off an injury. I mean, I don't worry as much about Fletcher as I do Derek Barnett, obviously. But um, the engine, as Jim Schwartz has said many times, of this defense is that defensive line. And if you have question marks about it going into the season, um, you know, that happens every year for every position. But for that one, you don't want to have any question marks. Yeah, you know, and this uh, we've almost everybody on the offense who <clears throat> we expect to be a significant starter has been out there every day in preseason, except for Brandon in, Brooks in training camp. Except for Brandon Brooks, yes, and he might not start. The, you know, he might be a month into the season before he plays. But on defense, it's it's still we're, half the guys out there aren't the real players, and I just wonder if that's going to have any kind of. We'll have to kind of chart this over the next several weeks. 
to see if they get these guys back in, you know, and get them into games and, and what that means for the state of the defense this year. Right, and they lost another guy the other day with Camus Grugier-Hill and his knee injury, and he had been one of the guys who yeah been performing uh, during training camp. And, you know, the linebacker depth is not good. It wasn't really right. that good before he went down. Right. Now, so certainly Nigel Bradham has been practicing, so that makes the, the unit look a little different. But Zach Brown, to me, hasn't really been very impressive. No, um, I, I guess as a veteran, he's kind of just be sort of slogging through this. But, yeah. but I, I agree with you. I haven't seen one play. Yeah. And let's, yeah. not, let's not forget, losing Gruger Hill hurts him in two spots. I mean, he's also their best special teams player. So that's, that's a, a big point. blow to Dave Phipp, too. That's a good point. And yep. then Nate, so Nate Gary, I mean, like Nate Gary is fine as a stopgap, I think. But I mean, he's been getting significant snaps here. Look, I think ideally what was going to happen for them was that uh, you had you're going to play so much nickel and dime with this with this unit, you can get away with Camus and Nigel in those situations. But if Camus's gone for right. let's say at least two games to start the season, you're looking at Zach Brown now being pushed into there with Nigel and Gary, I guess, being the third guy, which is fine. But beyond that. Is anybody going to be pushing those guys? And I, I talked to Paul Warlow yesterday, and I don't want to be too hot takey, but he might be done. He might be in Chris Marigo's territory. Yeah, He's yeah. had swelling in the knee that he says there was more than the ACL last year that was wrong, which is what was wrong. What, what happened with Marigos? Marigos had a multi-ligament injury that just never, never got to where he could play football on it again. Right. Warlow, more than a year after surgery, has swelling, and yeah. he knows. You know, yeah. he's been around the league a long time. Yeah. He knows that yeah. this isn't good. No, and uh, you know, I, I don't think they were really super counting on him, but they did bring him back, thinking he would somehow contribute this year, special teams or something. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's another guy that's that's a very big question mark. And I, you know, I, I wrote this uh, in in our newsletter um, just about whether they should trade for a linebacker. Mm -hmm. um, Look, this is not a position of importance to the Eagles, typically, and a lot around around the league. Um, and look, we a lot of stuff starts to shake out when we get towards cut down day, right. before and after. Right. So maybe the Eagles figure they can get someone here yeah. via that route. But trading for somebody and a linebacker, I mean, you got to give up something and get something. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they do have depth at certain positions, but are they in the position yet to? to deal a cornerback because we don't know about Darby right. and Mills. Are they in position to trade a receiver when we don't really know about uh, Matt, Matt Collins, Collins yeah. and, and whether J.J. Arcega Whiteset can come in and, can and really contribute. contribute? Yeah, so yeah. maybe a couple games into this, maybe how he makes a move at linebacker, but that's another position I'm concerned about. Jordan Hicks, yeah, he wasn't always healthy, but you could trust Jordan Hicks when he was in there. Right. You know, you had mentioned earlier about what we're looking forward to seeing this preseason. You know, I want to see those cornerbacks because, like you said, Darby's nowhere to be seen yet. Uh, and same thing with Mills. Mills probably uh, – he's on pups, so, you know, God knows when he'll play. Right. So I want to see Douglas and Sidney Jones and Avante Maddox uh, in these preseason games and see how they, how they look. They look good in camp. Right. Now, the same we said of Darby and Mills last year and – they got hurt certainly, but before that, look again. Cornerback in this league is really tough down. to play. You're, yeah. you're not going to these. I don't think. I think the one guy who has an, the ability to be, I wouldn't say a shutdown corner, but a guy that can really cut off one side is the guy I think who's played best on the defensive side in terms of um, maybe someone you weren't thinking, Sidney Jones. Yeah, Sidney has the ability. Yeah, I was talking to Sidney today, and uh, 
Yeah, he he likes being back on the outside. I mean, he, that, he that's where he last belongs. year he was very oh I can play inside that's fine that's great I don't mind you know and I guess he didn't mind but he that's where he belongs is outside he's an outside corner he's a cover corner and uh, you know the fact that he's been healthy and and has done real well I think is a big boost to his confidence which kind of needed it after the strange journey that he's had to this point yeah and and you know I know some people are already starting to. to Pull out the B word with him. Yeah, people love to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, and yeah. the other thing is, like, he's on the young side. He's, yeah, I think he just turned twenty three. Yeah, that was so, back in the spring. Some coach said, I don't remember who it was. If it was Unlin or if it was Peterson said something about this guy. Once he really grows into his body, and, and that made me, I you know, you forget how young these guys are. Right. You know, Barnett. Barnett's the same thing. They Barnett's don't really young. think Sidney Jones is physically everything that he's going to be yet. Right. And you know, he he said that the when I spoke to him back in January, just over the uh, after the season, that he's got to get stronger. What I was a little surprised at was when he came back. He told me the one thing he was working on specifically was like uh, the conditioning was about distance conditioning, mm-hmm. long sessions because he felt like he was getting these soft tissue injuries because fatigue fatigue huh and he feels like he's now in a position he was doing working a lot with track coaches um and now he feels like he's in a position to sustain that's very interesting. what your body endures yeah. over a 16 game season and we saw him break down multiple times last year yep he's not a big guy he's never going to be in terms of like yeah, he's never going to be a hitting corner, you know, no. a, a big tackling. No. I mean, I think he's willing, but he just doesn't have the frame for it. Right, and and you know what? That's look, you'll take the good cover guy over the good tackle tackle guy, and I think he's as you mentioned, I think he's a willing tackler. Um, so we've done a lot of here on the defensive side, a little bit on the offensive side, but um, you know, running back has been certainly an, an area that the Eagles needed to improve upon, and we're going to see Miles Sanders, but mm-hmm. we're also going to see Jordan Howard. And I know he hasn't really popped here at training camp, but just talking to other players, but they're like, no, you know, he's the type of guy where you you got to be playing in live situations to really yeah, see yeah. what he can do. And I think he'll be fine. How do you think that's going to play out over the course of the season? Howard, Sanders, and I mean, I s- assuming assuming Miles uh, proves to them that that he's dependable enough as a blocker and picking up blitzes. I mean, I. I my, I envision Howard being a first down guy and a short yardage guy and Miles being a guy that that they'll use on third down. Well, they also have Clement, but a guy that's going to make a big contribution not only as a runner but as a, a receiver in the past. Yeah, that's the one thing I would say about Jordan Howard. I do know that what you said is right, Jeff, that he's he's not he's not the kind of guy that has the kind of speed or flashy moves that are going to make a, a, a big impact in training camp. The thing that I really don't like, though, is – Watching him try to catch the ball, <laughs> I, it is hard to be a back in this system if you just have no knack for that whatsoever. And he, to me, it looks like he has no knack for that whatsoever. I might be wrong. But, but I mean, yeah, like we said, I mean, he, I think that limits still, his role, you know? Well, yeah, mean, but I mean, I think that's all they care about. Right. But that's, that's what kind of Dama was saying. He's not going to be out there on third down. No, you know, but then uh, again, <laughs> either was Legarrette Blunt and look right, at the right. contribution yeah. he made to that uh, Super Bowl team. So it's, it's you know, they're not going to use one back. I mean, that's yeah. it's clear that Doug prefers a running back by committee. Um, you know, I, I well, he'll uh, play Darren Sproles until he gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, you know, it's it's really even Darren. I mean, I think they envis- I think ultimately you're going to see him return punts and, and get yeah 
third three, down, third down, three, four touches. Uh, yeah, on offense, then that's it. And I, and yeah. I can understand why they brought him yeah. back for that role. I mean, he can do that. The question is whether he can remain yeah. healthy. I'm just, I'm interested to see how the rest of it shakes out. I mean, just what do you, you know? Is yeah. Clement going to come back? Yeah. And I mean, because they're probably going to keep five. Wouldn't you agree? Five. I would probably. Uh, I, because I don't Sproles, know, I'm, I'm by teetering on four or five. You can't. You keep four and one of them sprawls. Man, you're back to square one if uh, he gets hurt. Well, you got somebody on the practice squad. You know. Yeah, but it wouldn't I be do. like it wouldn't if be Joe any Douglas of those guys. Doesn't uh, totally decimate the. Yeah, the yeah. Cuts. I mean, yeah. Joe Douglas is and Joe Douglas is a Josh Adams guy. Yeah, and, and Adams doesn't. Well, yes, he does. He. But you, you're gonna put your a guy who led the, led your team in rushing one year on the practice squad and the next year. Well. You know, it all depends again, on what happens in these preseason games. They yeah. got him through last yeah. year. A lot of us thought that he'd get picked up. And yeah, he didn't. Right. So a lot of times we end up getting to the cut-down day and, the whole, and we're like, oh, why'd they put this guy out on waivers? And he gets through waivers and they bring him back mm-hmm. on the practice squad. Yeah. I think with Josh, Josh is a good runner. Uh, he breaks tackles. We saw it in the, in the, in the live drills. But he's he's almost as bad as Jordan Howard yeah. catching yeah. and, and yeah. blocking. He just he can't do that on third down. So he's a little bit of a limited guy. Basically, he's good for forty percent of the snaps. But as you mentioned, if Howard were to get hurt, then maybe you could you, he right. you like him in that kind yeah. of a role. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only other really he's big power. He's man. a big guy, right? Yeah. Although although Miles Sanders is a big guy, but he's yeah. so athletic that that's not that's not going to be. How he gets a lot of his right. yards. By the way, I mentioned Corey Clement. This just kind of flashed in my mind. He told me today, and I had I was flabbergasted when he came in as a rookie. Despite what they listed him at, he came in at two twenty seven. <laughs> wow! And uh, over the years, he slowly lost his way down. He paid at like two sixteen last year. Now he's at two ten. But yeah. I would have never thought that Corey Clement ever weighed two hundred and twenty seven pounds. Well, I remember a uh, Deuce. Uh, when they broke that his rookie when uh, Corey's br- rookie year they broke for uh, the summer, he basically told them you need to get back here lighter, and uh, Corey took off quite yeah, a few kind of those pounds that, during yeah. the, you know when he by the time he got back for training camp I think he had bulked up thinking oh this is the NFL I'm yeah. a little guy I need to be but good lord at his height to weigh yeah. 227 pounds that's fullback yeah. size I mean, he's giving Deuce a run for yeah. his money yeah really <laughs> remember Deuce of today remember yeah. Deuce that's what that, I mean that, that's <laughs> that, that old Honda reference he used with yeah. Corey yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you think is going to be the like the kind of bubble roster guy that. Breaks out in these games, really is flashy, and when the Eagles cut him, fans are going to be in an uproar. The Paul Turner who's your, Yeah, who's your candidate? I'm going who's your with Greg Ward. To, yeah. Uh, it's uh, often a receiver. Yeah. You know, it's, it's or a running back. Henry Josie. Good. Remember Henry yeah. Josie? And there's, yeah. you know, cause, because you, you don't know what's going on with Matt Collins. He's back again. You know, he's, he was Yeah, he's got to get healthy. I, I know it's not his fault, but good Lord, right. he's got to get healthy and get out there and play some games and show that he he's still – a football player. You and know? do they keep five receivers this year? They keep six, like they normally do. Uh, I would think they would. I, th- I would think they'd uh, they'd keep six wideouts, which helps Greg Ward's situation or whomever that uh, right. other guy is. If Hollins is the fifth uh, wide receiver, there's a lot of politics. Uh, is mm-hmm. bad, probably a bad word to use that factors into when Howie kind of sitting there deciding who goes and who doesn't go. There's contracts mm-hmm. like veteran guys mm-hmm. sometimes will get cut. And, and they'll bring him back at a lower season figure. because they don't yeah. have to pay him for the entire season. And then you have, well, maybe a draft pick gets a little bit of, of a, uh, you know, you don't want to cut more of an opportunity. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, again, Clayton Thorson, we haven't right. really talked about yet. 
um, was a, was his draft pick. So it'll be interesting to see how some of those guys how that plays out. Sometimes sometimes the undrafted guys have a better shot of making the team because they are undrafted. They have them on a three year contract, cheap, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. on a cheap three year contract. Um, who was your that's, candidate? That's, that's how he's that's how he's dreamed. To have yeah, a, a team of Carson Wentz and. Uh, and, and, and 52 undrafted this, free agents. This, but this may be the first year in a long time they haven't had an undrafted rookie make the roster. Boy, I don't know. I I'll, I think they might. I mean, well, I haven't. Who, let me who, the, who those guys have stood out? I don't think I any. Of, the, I'm talking like this year. Yeah, Like, okay. obviously, Greg Ward will qualify. Yeah, qualify, okay, but like, okay. I'm You're trying to think. Like, yeah, typically they rookie, have rookie. one. Yeah, okay. one time they usually have. Usually, I want to see the kid from Wisconsin in the preseason. Ever linebacker. Yeah. yeah, I think he's the guy that probably had the best shot. Yeah. I mean, but he hasn't really hard. flashed. Yeah, I know it, but but it's hard in regular part of camp for linebackers to really get, a, get a sense of. Uh, a linebacker. I mean, we'll see that in in the preseason. Yeah. I think Agadosi might be the guy that fans yeah, cause uh, get, yeah, because he's big. Yeah, because he's big and and you know he's he catches the ball. So, you know, I don't think he makes the team, but I think he'll get some some buzz. Uh, and I kind I read today about, a little bit about Alex Singleton. Yeah, the CFL linebacker. I think he probably makes the team. I think he's a special teams type guy. I think even though the CFL isn't the NFL. He has some experience. He's been a, you know, he, he kind of knows his way around. And, and I think with the injuries they've had, I think suddenly he's a guy that he, I'll be watching pretty closely in preseason. Right. He's not a bad player. He's kind of popped here a few times. The first practice when they, he's not when, big. when they can hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a good cover right. linebacker, which is what you want in uh, more than anything. The question was about whether he could defend against the run. And, again, he came out guns a-blazing in that first contact practice right. and with popping guys and, and to the point where I think he got Boston Scott maybe and mm-hmm. Doug had a, Doug and Jim had to go over and say something to him. Yeah. Uh, hey, Calm dude. Down. Yeah, chill yeah. out. You know, <laughs> this is the NFL. You know, so much of those boss, bottom of the roster spots uh, come down to whether they can play special teams and make a contribution there. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, that's when Dave Phipp enters the picture and, and mm-hmm. gives his two cents. So. And they've lost a lot of really good special teams players over the last several years. Got the core guys, yeah. uh, Chris Maragos. Uh, now they're down Camus, Trey Burton. Well, they really uh, made Najee a lot good. Of Brian yeah. Brayman. Uh, Bri- Brian Brayman that they brought back for the yeah. Super Bowl. Alexander last year. Uh, yeah. Some other guys like that that they had that they just didn't want to keep around. I, I think yeah. they weren't that happy with some of those guys. Uh, they, they, it'll be a di- very different unit this year. Yeah, That's absolutely. very true. Well, uh That'll wrap it up here for the Bird's Eye View podcast. Uh, Got to throw out a couple uh, promos, though. Uh, read our stuff at inquire.com slash eagles. And also sign up for the Early Birds newsletter. Just so you guys know what this is, this basically gives you, um, you wake up in the morning, open your email, and there's the, uh, the Early Birds. You can click uh, click that baby open and get links to all of our stories and, and read some additional content. Uh, it's like a good cup of coffee. Exactly. Uh, questions are answered. Um, so, so join along with the thousands of other thousands of others, right? Millions. Millions. Multiple. Millions. We hope. All right, Les, Damo, thanks a lot, and uh, I guess we'll talk after the game. It'll be nice to finally have a game yeah. to talk about. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Let's take care.